This book holds my life. Tell me how to read, what to say, who to believe and who not to believe. This book tells us who God is and who we are in Christ. This book tells us what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. This book tells me that I have a hope. She This book tells me that I am a conqueror. Always be a conqueror. Nothing can overtake me. This book tells me I was born to overcome every situation. This book tells me that no weapon form against me should prosper. This book tells me that in Christ Jesus I am great. This book tells me greater is he. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This book tells me to be anxious for nothing, but in all things cast all your care upon God. This book tells me I can be healed. I can be delivered. I can be delivered. I can be happy. I can have peace. This book is your life. God's power is in his word. The Holy Ghost power is in the word. Then the Bible said, God sent his word and he healed them. And it said in the New Testament, it said, when the evening had came, they brought all that was lying and sick. And he healed them by his word. Everything. The word is life. The word is for God's life. This is the most awesome book that you could ever own. Read it. Sometime. And I guarantee you, it will change the way you think, the way you feel. This book is a book that will change a, a drug addict to a minister. A prostitute to a witness. This book will change any dead, defeated life. Don't care how low you fall, how awesome you get in sin. This book have a word that will bring you out. Thank God. Well, thank God that you got your clap in. <laughs> I got this from uh, Pastor. He said, Praise now and get y'all your clapping because I think in a few minutes you will not be clapping and praising God. So you do everything now. Okay, today, for we lay up my shot. Yes. Father, we thank you once again for the inspiration of the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of praise and worship. Thank you, Almighty God for your spirit of understanding, that we may understand your word. God, we will live by and we will walk by and we will act on what we understand. A lack of understanding, we will live a confusing life. We will not understand who you are, God. But we thank you for the spirit of understanding that you sent to the church so we can understand you. And we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Amen. Well, today the Holy Spirit will focus on, there we go, the three kind, type of Christians in Jesus' church. All right. 
Well, I know all that's going to try to get the good kind, but I'm going to break it down. <laughs> there are three different kinds of Christian in Jesus' church. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 and 16 reveal the three types of Christians in Jesus' church. Jesus has a lot of different Christians in his church, and we're going to go through all the different kinds. We got some that just hear the word and never live it. They're all different types of Christians. Okay, but today we are deal with the one, the three that uh, the revelation revealed to us. Okay, let's read verse 15 through 16. I know thy works. Oh, let God know everything. He <laughs> said, look, Captain Wilson, Deacon Wilson, you might pretend and fool me by me looking at your outward appearance that, oh my God, is he holy. Look how he moved. Look how he's And your Holy Spirit said, <clears throat> See, you just know the outward appearance. You see him going through the motion that being saved. See, a lot of us know how to play church now. Hallelujah! Whoa! Glory to God! See? <laughs> but God said, um, uh, I see something else. I'm not looking at it out with no parents. How loud he can shout, how loud he can holler, how good he can play. But I'm looking at his heart. And I know his work. I know you. Then the Holy Spirit said, I know you, Captain Wilson. I know where you went last night. And you in church, they're jumping up and saying, people look at, look at him. And he's, I'm not spirit pointing at you, but I'm just talking. You just up here, so you got to be. You got to be. <laughs> oh, you out there. You listening out there. God said, oh, yeah, you listen to the broadcast, but uh, I know what you were doing last night. He said, I know your works. Go ahead. I know thy works, mm -hmm. that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou work cold or hot. 16. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Okay. Now, there are cold Christians in Jesus' church. They are Hot Christian. You say, oh, that's me. Oh, no, we're going to find out whether it's you or not. We break down what a hot Christian lifestyle is all about. And there are lukewarm Christian in Jesus' church. And that's what the book of the Bible said. Different types of Christian. But they're all set to be in church. It's good. Not changing their life. Think just because I come to church, I have a seat in heaven. No. The Bible said, Heaven was prepared for holy people. He said, be holy in all matters of conversation. Holiness was doubt. He said, no man, no woman, boy or girl should see God. Oh, are we coming to church to see God? Or are you coming to church to see um, the devil? Man, Sister Craven, what do you know? I wouldn't get up to come to church to see the devil. But then why do you live like the devil? Why do you act like the devil? Why don't you present yourself like the devil if you come into church to go to heaven? Shouldn't you present yourself like you're on your way to heaven and the world can't do you no harm? That's right. No? Hot Christians. Okay. 
Don't want sister Sweeney. What is a hot Christian? We're just going to focus on a hot Christian, then we'll come back to a cold Christian and a lukewarm Christian later on. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Let's read that. Verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, a hot Christian is a Christian that keeps the fire of the Holy Ghost burning in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of disappointment, in the midst of problems, situation. You will keep the fire of praise and worship and thanksgiving burning in your heart. You will not complain about the situation. See, uh, a hot Christian don't have no reason to complain because a hot Christian know the word of God. A hot Christian know that God said he was our prayer for help in a time of trouble. A hot Christian know that God would never leave me, nor forsake me. A hot Christian know that in the midst of everything, God is with me. And I'm sure to come out as a winner. A hot Christian know that all things work together for good for them who love the Lord and call to call to his purpose. Hot Christian know that they are overcomer. Hot Christian know who they are in Christ. It's a hot Christian. That's a hot Christian. So problem with difficulties and all these things is a part of life. See, a hot Christian understand that. A hot Christian understand that God said, in the world, you shall have trials and tribulation and difficulty and circumstances. He said, but be of good courage. You shall come. I have overcome the world. See, a, 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 what you call a hot Christian know that regardless how I feel, I can overcome this. Because I'm an overcomer. See, I know my birth. And the Bible said, whatsoever, whosoever was born of God is an overcomer. See, I, I know my natural birth. I was born to overcome this situation. I was born to have victory. He said, and this is the victory that overcome the world. What is the victory? Even our faith. Yes, Lord. A hot Christian understand and believe that. See, you know it. Knowing and believing is two different things. Right. You right. act on what you believe and understand. Whatever come your way, a hot Christian knows, this cannot overpower me. Why? I'm born of God. That's it. I'm born of God. And I have a promise that God promised me that whosoever, and I'm a whosoever, whatsoever is born of God, God said I can overcome that. So I'm moving forward. Because this is not going to tie me up. I will overcome this. Might not be today, might not be tomorrow. But one thing for sure, the word of God stands sure. I will overcome this. That's a hot Christian mindset. It's a renewed mind in the word. It's not a mind that wish-walking David or change said a, 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 a double-minded man, a double-minded woman are in, unstable in all your ways. You're not trusting God and they doubting him tomorrow. Amen. No. A hot Christian, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of God. Because the hot Christian, I know that my labor in the Lord 
It's not in vain. So why should I act like it's in vain? I will stand still and I will see the salvation of the Lord. If I keep on moving around and trying to do it myself, I will never see the salvation of the Lord. See, a heart Christian understand, ain't no point me trying to work it out and figure it out when God already worked it out. So why should I spend all of my time trying to give God's idea how to solve the problem? He do not need my idea. He do not need my help. He is God all by himself. He didn't need me to help him create the universe. He didn't need me to do anything. He himself, the Bible said, all things were made by his son Jesus Christ. And without him was not nothing made. That's John 1 and 3. All things, everything, even move were made by him. Did he need me to help him meet my needs? He the one to promise. How did Christian know that? He said, my God, my God. He said, my God, I ain't talking about your folks, God. Right. Your way of doing things. Your reason of doing things. He said, but I tell you what, my God is awesome. He can move mountains. He can hide me in the valley. He said, my God, he shall, not maybe, he shall supply some of your needs. All your needs. That means every need that you have, if you will let him, he will supply everyone. If you let him, he will work it out if you let him. Stop getting in God's way. If you give it to God, then you go on about your business. Just like the farmer, when he planted a seed in the ground, he, wasn't, he didn't go out every day digging that seed up to make sure it was in the ground because the farmer understood if I dig it up, it's not going to never grow. You keep asking God for the same thing over and over. That means that, wait a minute, God, I can say thank him for it, but you keep petitioning him. He said, oh, whatever you believe in, right. it'll happen. <laughs> but apparently, you are double-minded in this situation. Right. So you're back and forth. Right. He said, stand still. He said, you shall reap if you are. Faith not. See, a hot Christian know all these things, but a hot Christian spend their time getting admonition. You know, most of us spend our time getting admonition. What can I ask from God? Ask and you shall receive. Everybody know that. If I word abide in you and you abide in me, ask what you will, but you forgot the word has to abide, not just know it. That's right. Well, the word of God is abiding in a person. That person's life changes. God's word cannot abide and live in you without changing you. But you say that the word is abiding in you. And that's what you will. You get to asking all these things and nothing happens. Because the first point, the word of God is not changing your life. So, we renew our minds on how to petition God. And forget how to fight a good, forgot to renew our mind, how to fight a good fight of faith with the ammunition. You didn't get the right ammunition to fight. And therefore, we are falling by the wayside because we are lack of ammunition. Thank God, I think the army always prepared themselves for war. They have ammunition that we would never know about until it needed. And Christians shall have every ammunition that they need to fight a good fight of faith. What is that? The word of God. Jesus said, man shall not live by 
but by what? Everybody know that, but that's how you live it. Lord. Somebody said, tell it. Is that how you are living? Are you living by every word or are you living by your own word, your own reason, what you think, what you feel, what you consider should be right? How are you living? Are you living by the word of God? Or sometimes when you live by the word when you want God to do something great for you, something physical, nothing wrong with that, some material, nothing wrong with that. But what about changing your nasty attitude? Come on, what about closing down your big mouth for always judging people? Tell the truth. I know, I ain't. No. That's what I'm believing God for. I'm believing God for this house. Well, what's good to have a house and miserable in the house? Can't you believe God to change your life sometime? God knew my heart. Why you keep saying that old lie? Yeah, he know your heart. That's sad. God know what kind of person you are. He know your works. God know that you never come to him on really consistent, continually seeking after him to change you. You seek after him to bless you. That's okay. But God said, oh, why you always seek my hand and not my face? You need to change the way you live, change the way you act, change the way you treat people. What about you changing sometimes? It all way about me, 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 self. He said, I know self. Self is neither hot or cold. We have taken the time to lift up your hands and say, God, I thank you for changing me for being so evil. I have never heard that in a history of Outreach Christian Center. Yeah, never came to the altar for ask for prayer for being so evil and mean. No, but you came to the altar for other things. That wasn't a physical thing. Nothing wrong with that. But what about your life sometimes? Then Jesus said that. He said, what does it profit a man, a on, woman, to gain the whole world and lose your soul into the hell? Why does it profit you to have all the world good and the house and the cars and everything? It's nothing wrong with that. He said, but when you die, you can't take these things with you. Amen. You did. I dare somebody to bury your good. Y'all laughing already. You standing by the graveside. Somebody walk up and say, all these diamonds, they're real diamonds, put them in the grave with this person. This bank and account go draw all the money out and put it in the grave. How long that grave will last? At midnight, you see people go back. <laughs> but that's what God made a point to let you know the importance of life is not money. Yes, you can have money. Yes, you can have anything. But He wants you to seek Him first. Yes, hallelujah. He never said that we can't have anything, but he said, stop letting things have you. Yeah. And let my God, let my spirit, let my Holy Spirit have you. Yeah. Yes, we need money. Yes, we need houses. Yes, we need cars. These are just material things. But God said, I came for more than that. I came to give you a peace that you have never known before. I came to give you a life that you have never known before. There's no price you can put on peace of mind. No, you 
cannot buy peace. Just like you cannot buy love. He's like, I'm buying love. You ain't buying no love. It's impossible to buy love. Love is given freely. Oh. He said, well, I'm hot just like that, Sister Swinney. <laughs> the problem situation cannot stop a heart that is set on fire by the power of the word, but praise, thanksgiving, and worship. Problem does not dictate to me how to worship God. Situation does not tell me how to praise God. See, my praise and my worship and my thanksgiving is not based on the condition. It's based on the, who God is to me and my love for God because all the time condition might not be right. If I had to wait for everything was right to praise God, a lot of time things go wrong, situations go down, then I would cease to praise God. But in a hot preaching old campus, hell freeze over white folks down. God is still my God. He's still my God. He's still my principal peace. He's still worthy to be praised. That's not a problem, not a demon, not a situation. I'm talking about Dr. Betty that can come into my life that shot me from, stop me from praising God. I will praise God if I'm going down the tube. I will go down praising God. I will go down worshiping God because he will always be my God. He will always be my king, okay? He will always be my prince of peace. He will always be my hidden of the family. He will never cease to be that to me. I don't care. I can't see my way out. He is still my God. Hallelujah. He's still Lord. He will never cease to be who he is. He's mighty. He's awesome. And when you're back up against the wall, I don't mean that he's not God. He is God. He wants you to know that he's God. And that he is a God that will keep his promise if you just let him stand on his word. Let nothing. I don't care problem and situation. He already wanted. He said, in the world until you die, you're going to come be confronted with trials, tribulations, difficulties, and circumstances. He already warned us. You're already in the Bible. But somehow or we just don't want to believe that trial and tribulation are going to come to you if you continue living. If you want to get out of it, die. And it's over. In the sweet by and by. You stretched, you stretched out here, I can look now and say, he's problem free now. That's right. No more problem. His mouth closed, no more judging. You can slap him. <laughs> Y'all stop laughing. You can do whatever. He just said, man, don't say a word. But if he's alive, he might get up and act like a hoodie on you. <laughs> But, let's do that in that home. I know where it came from. Anyway, <laughs> a hot Christian will never cease to continue praising God. Listen to this. The believer has been given the responsibility to keep the fire of the Holy Ghost burning. It's your job to keep it burning. If you don't want your fire to go out, you just go out. I can't just pump your fire up. It's just like in the back in the country, they had stoves, and a lot of times they start this fire. And if you don't keep the wood 
on that fire, eventually it's going to burn out, then it's going to go down. Then you got to start it back up again. So it was the Father, whoever he appointed, responsibility to keep the fire burning. It is your responsibility. It's not the church, it's not the pastor, it's not the deacon, it's not the elder. It is your responsibility to keep the fire of the Holy Ghost burning in your heart. Amen. To keep your soul on fire with praise and worship for God. To keep your soul on fire standing for God. A lot of people think, God, they come to church, the church is going to do all this. Church is going to make you live holy. I wish I could do that. Church is supposed to keep you out of sin because you come to church. And, but the Bible said there's some group of people that come to church just to hear the word. And never do it. It just a walk, a hero of the word. How many of them come to church? Been coming to church for a long time. And you still have faith in your life that I preached on, Minister Tompa preached on, the bishop preached on, everybody else have preached about it, but you continue doing the same thing. And you sit there every Sunday after Sunday, listen to the word. You go out every week and continue doing the same thing. It is your responsibility to allow the word of God to minister to you. You come up, I don't mind praying for you. You shake around and fall out and pass out. But you get up. Your mind have not been renewed to obey the word. You leave the church and by two days or two hours, you're back into the same old junk again. Whose responsibility is wow. your responsibility? Okay. Hmm. A burning heart is a heart set on fire by the fire of the word. See, every believer have God, the Bible says Jesus baptized every believer in the fire. You have the fire. You have the fire of the Holy Ghost dwelling in you because when you accept Jesus Christ, he dipped you, he immersed you in the fire of the Holy Ghost. So it's within you. You know, when you first got saved, you were acting like a person that was on fire because the fire was burning in you. You notice how everything was everything. You said burning. You, I mean, that's it. Nobody, I mean, they could talk about you. They didn't bother. They didn't care. It was just you and Jesus. Why? Jesus, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, he immersed you. You had a spiritual baptism, not a physical one. John the Baptist was baptizing people with water. But he said, this one coming, he's not going to baptize you with water. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And when you accepted Jesus Christ, imagine, he dipped your spirit into the spirit of the Holy Ghost and fire. And that set your soul on fire. You was talking about Jesus. You was saying about Jesus. You were telling everybody about Jesus. Why? You were acting like you was on fire. You were in the spirit. You remember those days? Couldn't keep you out of church. Well, it was raining, good hard rain to keep you home now. All of a sudden, God understands your heart. But when you first got saved, you didn't say, I'll be there in your spirit like you do now. I always tell people, I didn't see your spirit. <laughs> Don't tell me that lie. <laughs> said, Dr. Betty, I was with God in the spirit. I said, I didn't see you. God didn't open my eyes to see spirits in church. I'm eyes that open to see physical bodies. So that's just a, that, you know, before, when you first got saved, you didn't say all these stupid things to try to justify yourself. You was here. Ready to worship and praise God. 
But now we so fashioned with God. We just give him anything, you know. We, that's when you become lukewarm. You, you just serve God any kind of way. He accepts this. He should be happy. If I come once a month, he should just open up heaven and have a praise service because I'm in church. See, we think that God need us. God don't need you. He said, I don't need you. I can raise up 10,000 people look just like you to worship me. You're doing yourself a favor. Uh, he said, be happy. God said, happy are you? <laughs> you always trying to get me to say things I shouldn't say. <laughs> you look at me. <laughs> a heart <laughs> a heart Christian is a heart heart that is consumed with the fire of the word. See, your fire to keep the Holy Ghost burning is the word. The fire. You ever read the word of God and your soul was so happy? It started something burning in your heart. A change started taking place. When you read that God said, He who spared not his only begotten son, but deliver him up for you all, all of you, how much more would God, with this son, freely give you? He said, who, who, who can lay anything to God's elect? We are God's elect. He spared not his only son, but he gave him up for us. Yeah. And you mean to tell me you're going to stand there and thank God not going to bless you now, but he was willing to give up his son and you whining and bellying and complaining that God not going to do anything if he gave up his son for you while you were yet dead in sin. Yeah. Yeah. He said Christ died for us. And now you want to start complaining? Well, I'm not going to No. How much more should he do for you now? See, the Bible was written to tell us what God has done for us, who we are in Christ, and who we are, and what we have in Christ Jesus. Well, my time is up. Thank God. We will continue on the different types of Christian in the church. So don't keep claiming that you're a hot Christian until we finish. Oh, I'm hot. <laughs> and again, no responsibility. You know, I'm one of this. Like, oh, I got this from my former pastor. He said, uh, "Give me five more minutes." Yeah. <laughs> uh, really, in Psalm one, uh, forty-two and verse five, was written for Christian to talk to himself. So we need to talk to ourselves. We need to sit there and then, mm, open your mouth and speak the word of God. Amen. Speak it into the atmosphere because the enemy surrounds your atmosphere. You need to change it. How do you change it? Speak words of encouragement. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Don't just sit down and call three people to agree with me. No, David said, okay, I have problems all over my face going bad. You know what? Instead of me complaining, instead of me calling again my meeting, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Sometimes we need to encourage ourselves. Yes. Always look for somebody to pick me up. No, they might need to be picked up. It's okay once in a while, but learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord. Talk to yourself. Tell yourself, why are you so cast down, self? Why are you so discouraged, self? 
Hope thou in the Lord. Get yourself up. Speak in yourself. Shout out you know that God is the awesome God. I look at myself, Betty, have you lost your mind? Don't you know that God will supply all of your needs according to your riches and glory? What's wrong with you, girl? Look back. Remember the laws. He brought you from the valley. He brought you from this place. You didn't think you were going to make up, but look at you now. What is wrong with you, girl? Get tough with yourself. See, you, 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 you. What is wrong with you? Acting crazy like you don't know God. You know me. You know my works. You see my works. Why are you acting stupid now? Time you need to talk to yourself. The Bible said, remember the laws. You go back and remember where God brought you from. That'll stop you from complaining all the time. Talk to yourself. Because you can say something. You can speak to yourself that you will leave the church and I'll speak to you. You can speak to yourself that if your husband or wife speak it, you will be mad for weeks. Yo, what husband take girl? You just walking a whole bunch of unbelief. What? 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 